There seems to be a major contradiction to what we learned yesterday. Yesterday, we were learning about how the theme of this week's Torah portion is all about total devotion to Hashem, to the point of absolute sacrifice, and that's why Hashem didn't tell Avram where he was going, because where he was going wasn't important. The point actually was he wouldn't know where he's going, because he's completely devoting himself to Hashem. And the reason why the Torah lists all of his property, his family, his children, and his properties, because the Torah wants to say that Avram connected everything in his life with Hashem. He didn't leave anything behind. Everything went with him. Nothing was, nothing was, nothing was um, left behind. That's the theme the Torah is saying, and that's why the Torah says, um, the land I will show you, the word show is connected to sight, to seeing, that not only is Avram um, serving Hashem in a perfect way, but he's becoming one with Hashem. He's becoming, just like when you see something, that thing you see becomes one with you, so to Avram Avinu is um, becoming absolutely one with the desire of Hashem. And not just him, but his family, his possessions, it's all, it's all, it's all um, a preparation of the giving of the Torah when uh, the, 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 we'll be able to, through the giving of the Torah, to um, continue this activity and um, uh, fulfill the purpose of creation. So the big thing that seems to contradict this whole thing is that rereading this, this week's Torah portion, the story of Lot, and how Lot was not faithful to the path of Avram. In the language of Rashi, Lot said, I don't want Avram, I don't want his God. And, um, what? You got me? You with me? So I, he said, I don't want Avram, I don't want Avram's God, I don't want anything to do with him. And so this whole, this idea of, of um, Avram connecting his family and his possessions and everything about him with Hashem seems to be very different to what Avram Avinu tells Lot. He says to him, if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. Uh, Avram is completely separating himself from his nephew because, uh, for right, right, rightfully so, because his, his nephew was allowing his shepherds to steal and Avram didn't want to, shouldn't have been associated with theft. But this doesn't seem to fit what we're learning about, which is that Avram Avinu connects everything in his life with Hashem in a way of total sacrifice, total, total devotion to Hashem. How does that fit with, with Lot separating from Avram? So let's continue inside the uh, Hebrew. Um, let's go to uh, line number 30 in Oisvav, on page 15. Gamkin now we can understand the connection between the instruction of Hashem Lechacha with the next part of the Torah portion, the story of Lot. And the argument between the shepherds of Abraham and the shepherds of Lot. Next column, Abraham said to Lot, separate yourself from me. And Lot did separate, not just separate, he went all the way to stone. And then the Torah talks about the war of the kings and how Lot was captured and Avram rescued him. 
Uh, Zev told me, showed me this interesting uh, meme where it says that the Avminu was um, um, 19, it was not the year 1948 when Avminu was born, and it was year 2023, 75 years later, when Abraham Avinu rescued Lot. Interesting. Um, so, so, the Chura, um, what connection is there between Lot leaving Avram and the theme of Lechacha? Lechacha is all about Avram's total devotion to Hashem. Becoming one with Hashem. The story of Lod is exact opposite. How Lod did the opposite. Lod saw the area of stone and Lod said, Oh, I want to be part of this. I want to... Be, I will become their judge. I will. I will make their r- rules be implemented. Their rules, of course, were uh, how it's forbidden to be kind to guests and other abominable laws. Lot said, I'll, "I will. I will go and help them continue their treacherous path." I think it, Stone is a great place to live. By Mikadem, and Lot travels from the east. Says Rashi, he, he travels from the, the word east. Is related to the word this that preceded. The one who preceded the world is Hashem. Hashem is called the one from the east because he is a, the word east means the one that preceded creation. Hashem precedes creation. So Lod said, I don't want the guy who precedes creation. I, he travels away from the one who precedes creation. He doesn't want anything, anything to do with Hashem. I don't want Avram, I don't want his God. Then the Torah says how terrible Stom is. Despite the fact they were so terrible, Lot says, I don't care, I want to live with them. How does this fit with Lechacha? Total sacrifice, total devotion. The explanation is as follows. What's the perfection of Avram Avinu's departure from his father's home? Perfection, as we just mentioned, is that not only does he leave his father's house, but he also elevates all of his family. He elevates everything that he owns. His resources are also elevated. And not just his own resources, his own resources, not just his own family, but he also elevates everything in the world. Including elevating the lowest part of the world. The fact that Avram Avinu's lechlecha, his journey, uh, reaches the lowest part of the world, that highlights that Avram Avinu really has fulfilled his mission, that it reached everywhere, even the lowest part of the world. So his lechlecha, his journey is really, is really amazing if it reaches there. So how do we see that in Lot's departure? Although Lot was wicked, as we see from his choice of residence, although Lot was wicked, still Avraham Avinu influenced him to, to experience Lech Lecha. And on Lot's level, as we'll see, he did... Um, have this level of devotion to Hashem. 
Yes, he was wicked. Yes, he chose to live in stone. But we see that there is a trace of Avram Avinu's devotion to Hashem in Lot. Although Avram said to Lot, Hey, you separate yourself from me. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. So that just indicates the geography over here, indicates how, how extreme the divide is. Nevertheless, Yet, those same words also indicate their connection. The very fact that you say you're going to the right and going to the left, that means we're in the same area. As Rashi says that Avram hinted to Lot when he said those words, I won't go far away from you. Wherever you will be, I won't be too far away. I will be there for you, to protect you, to help you. I'm going a different direction, yes. But I will be there for you. I won't go so far away. And as we see that Avram fulfilled those words and he actually was there when Lot was captured. Avram actually gave his life or was ready to give his life or to save Lot. He had mysterious nefesh, he had, told, he had absolute dedication to preserve and help and save his nephew to the extent he went out to war to save him. Okay, so we, so, so, so although there is a um, separation, okay, there's still some kind of connection, fine, but where do we see the effect of lechacha, of, of Messias Nefesh and Lot? That's Messias Nefesh of Avraham, that he had Messias Nefesh to save Lot. Where do we see Messias Nefesh, devotion to Hashem, infinitely in, Rush, in Lot, who was wicked? Lot gave his life to host guests in stone. The story portion it says that when the angels came to stone, Lot invited them to the home to, to his home. Even though this was something that endangered him, look at note forty-five. This will help us understand a major question. Why did Lot risk his life to, to um, bring guests into his home? There are three mitzvahs the Torah says you have to give your life rather than transgress, and one of them is not to invite guests. You say to Mizu, so why is Lot inviting guests and risking his, his life? What, what motivated him? More. Not only is he not obligated to do this, according to the Rambam, it seems he will be forbidden to do this. The Rambam says, in those mitzvahs, the Torah says that you should not give your life. If you do give your life and you don't transgress those mitzvahs, so let's say, for example, you decided not to eat, you have nothing else to eat, and you decided you're going to give your life rather than eat something non-kosher, the Rambam says, you deserve the death penalty for endangering yourself. And the Ramam is talking about today, after the Torah was given, how much more so is this true before the Torah was given? That the, these laws weren't yet implemented yet. And yet, Lod is having total devotion to Hashem, total devotion in the midst of having guests, to the point of offering his life to have these guests. What for? Why? What's, what's he thinking? What's, in, what's making him do this? 
Their answer is that Avram Avinu influenced Lot to have devotion to Hashem. Yes, Lot was wicked, but there was something of Avraham that you could see in Lot. I don't have any um, practical examples I'd like to uh, hear from anyone like to share, but this is a very fascinating concept over here. That the Rebbe is saying that um, we're talking about someone who's wicked, absolutely wicked, and the Rebbe is saying that this is the point. Because he's wicked, he is the example, he's a prototype of what we're talking about. Our question was, it seems like Lot is unaffected by Lechacha, and the Rebbe is saying exactly the opposite of what we were thinking. The Rebbe is saying, no, Lot is the, is the example of Lechacha. How can you tell that Lechacha was complete? It was because Lot, who was so wicked, still, still gave his life to have guests. It was, instead of Lot being an example of, of um, the exception to the rule of Lechacha, Lot is the prototype of what Lechacha really means, that the lowest guy in the world he is also having Mr. Snefesh on his level, in his way. Yes, he's not doing everything. He's, doing, he, he's moving to the most abominable place in the world. And yet, Avraham Venus light is shining in him. He will not let go of Avraham. Rabbi, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rabbi Bistritsky from Agura was once sharing a story about how, um, how he, he, his... Um, he, they made this minion in this new place because their old Chabad house was being renovated or something. And this guy was walking by and he happened to chance into the minion. And then he tells Rabbi Brzezinski, I got to go. Why well, do I need to go? I have an appointment. What was his appointment? He didn't want to say, but finally it was a Fabrengan. So they said, L'chaim, and he, they got him to, uh, he wasn't religious at all, but he, he shared his appointment. He was going to go with his son to get the, Reb, the Rebbe tattooed on his arm. That's, that's where they were going. They wanted to get a Rebbe tattoo on Shabbos. So Rabbi Pesritsky and the Fabrengen persuaded him that that wouldn't be in sync with what the Rebbe wants. And so he agreed. But let's go a moment before this. He's not living a way of Torah. And yet, there is something the Rebbe means to him so much that he wants the Rebbe tattooed on his arm. It, it, it's, it's a similar concept we're saying over here about Lot. Lot is wicked. He's living in a place because he's wicked. And yet, he gives himself to do this mitzvah of having guests beyond all limits, beyond all rationale. So this is not an exception to Lechacha. This is Lechacha. Lechacha is that, uh, that every part of Avram, every part of his household, also experienced on their level, everyone on their level, this idea of devotion to Hashem. Okay. Everyone follow? Any questions so far? Okay. Now move on. This will help us understand something. Avram Vinu's instruction that he got from Hashem, Lechacha, will go to the land that I will show you. That was a new era. That began a new era of how a person is supposed to serve Hashem. Avram Avinu's instruction by, from, by Hashem to leave his father's home, that instruction marked the beginning of a new era where a Jew is in, in, empowered and in commanded by Hashem 
to, to go beyond the limitations of creation, to go to serve Hashem in a way of total devotion beyond all limits, to go in the language of the Torah to the land that Hashem will show you, a land that, it, that's not connected to your comfort zone, to what you're used to. And uh, this is very, um, this is the first thing that the God tells a Jew, as we learned earlier, because a Jew, his mission in this world is to do exactly that. You're meant to be a soul in a body. You're meant to be someone who is naturally influenced by your surroundings. And yet, in the context of being someone who is confined to a body and the surroundings, you have to, in this, in this setting, go beyond and bring Hashem's presence and reveal Hashem in the world. Whatever happened to Avram and Yitzhak and Yaakov are a sign for us. It's not just that what happened to Avram is a preparation or a catalyst to what will happen to us, but more, Avram's acquisition of the land of Israel, his chazaka, the fact that he didn't just get a promise from Hashem, but he actually did an act of acquisition by traveling along the land of Israel, so that act of acquisition literally bequeathed the land of Israel already then to every Jew. Every Jew became an owner of the land of Israel through Avram's act of acquisition. Not only will Hashem eventually give us this land, as Hashem said to Avram, go to the land that I will show you in the future, but in this Torah portion we have Avram actually making acquisition of the land of Israel for every single Jew. What this means practically is this. Avram's departure from his father's home was the preparation of Hashem giving us the Torah. When we became Hashem's chosen nation. How are we able to take on the task that God has gave us at Mount Sinai it's with the power of devotion to Hashem that every Jew receives from Avram. Avram Avinu opened up the channel of devotion to Hashem. He made it possible. The reason why we are able to give ourselves over to Hashem, it's not just a, a human decision. Mesiris Nefesh is a godly power. Mesiris Nefesh is like a Muna. A Muna is not, you can't just, not just you intellectually are convinced or emotionally convinced, or that there is that Hashem is true, and the Torah mitzvahs are true. Amunach teaches is that Hashem is revealed to you. There's a godly light in you. In a similar way, Mesiris Nefesh, devotion to Hashem is something that comes from a higher world. It's not something which is the world has naturally. It's something otherworldly. So Avram Avinu, he opened the channel by him having sacrifice. He made it possible for us to have the same kind of Devotion to Hashem. There's a famous story with the Beis Yosef, the author of the Shulchan Arach, that he was once, re- he had an angel that taught him Torah. And one day he is really having a hard time with this certain passage in the Talmud. And he spends days trying to figure out this passage. And after a couple of days, he has comes to a conclusion. And he's about to um, share his insight with someone. But before he shares his insight, he wants the guy to appreciate the question. He tells the guy the question. And the man who he asked the question to immediately says the answer. 
and he couldn't believe it. How does this guy have the answer? He is a guy who is an angel teaching him Torah. Maybe he thought, he asked the angel, did I lose my gift? Do I no longer have the power of understanding the Torah? Here I thought that I had this major revelation of Torah, and this other guy knew it already without me even telling him. So the angel told the Beis Yosef, it's not that you, are, um, you lost your gift. It's, it's that once you brought this Torah in the world, now everyone could have access to this Torah. Once Avram Vinu similarly had devotion to Hashem on his level, he gave every Jew the same ability. He opened the channel so that this otherworldly power of Mesir Nefesh is inside every single Jew. That while a Jew is in the parameters of the world, a Jew is able to leave himself, to leave his personal identity, your land, your birthplace, your father's house, as we said earlier, that refers to not just your, your, uh, your desires and your um, emotional, emotional emotions, and even your developed emotions and your intellect, you're able to leave everything you're used to behind, not just things that you're used to because of your environment, but your inner desires and feelings and thoughts, even if they're holy words and holy thoughts and holy feelings that you have. Like Avram, as we learned yesterday, he was 75 years old, and when yesterday at 75 represents spiritual perfection, where all he has perfection of all of his seven emotional character traits, seven times ten, plus the extra five, the five chesadim. So Avramin was perfect, and yet Hashem tells him, leave. That means that Avramin was being asked not to serve Hashem perfectly, but to leave the parameters of a human being, to let go of his own sense of self, and to follow Hashem's will. So Hashem, through Avram, gives each of us this same exact power. Your land, your nature, as you were born, you're a Jew, you have a neshama, your neshama is a part of Hashem. Your birthplace, we learned yesterday, birthplace means your emotions, your emotions are born from your thoughts. So you're able to leave your, your neshama, you have to leave your feelings, you have to leave your mind, even your holy mind, it's still, it's still a, because even your soul, even your feelings, even your holy mind, your holy thoughts, are still a you, it's still a separate entity. So Yeshua has a power to leave all of these, these limitations behind, albeit holy limitations, and to completely give yourself over and become one with Hashem. And not just do this yourself, but to influence the world around you in the same way that the world should be connected to Hashem. Just like you are able to leave your parameters and become one with Hashem, so too um, Hashem empowers each of us to do the same in the world, to connect the world, our environment, and to reveal Hashem's presence in our world, in the earthiest things that we do. Just an example of what it means to leave your neshama behind. It sounds like a negative thing. Um, I shared once, I think, how the Rebbe once said that a Jew, Rebbe was speaking about outreach. And the Rebbe gave the example of a person sitting in a room and he's learning Torah. And Hashem knocks on the door. 
And Hashem tells the Jews sitting in the in the uh, room, you got to go out of this room. And the guy sitting in the room is like, what do I have to leave, sit, leave the room? I'm, I'm learning Torah. And Hashem says, because behind the door that you're sitting in, there is a child. And the child doesn't know about Aleph base. And you have to leave the room to teach the child comments Alepha. And the Rebbe said, further, you have to go and play a game with this child for half an hour so that he should say comments Alepha. And the Jew says, no, I don't want to do this. Let me, leave me alone. Let me, let, me just be, let me just be close to you. Let me study your Torah. And Hashem says, no, you need to leave. So to me, that's um, leaving your neshama. Your neshama wants something. And you're leaving your neshama's parameters. Do what Hashem wants. That's lech lecha. You're leaving your neshama behind, your feelings behind, your thoughts behind. Okay, in this example that I just mentioned, Hashem specifically wants you to do something your neshama doesn't want to do. But the Rebbe is not only referring to um, going beyond what your neshama wants. Occasionally, when there is some kind of conflict between what your neshama wants and what Hashem wants, the Rebbe is speaking about a way of life that your devotion to Hashem is such that it doesn't matter if your neshama, if your neshama agrees or doesn't agree. Your devotion to Hashem is as in the case of Avram, where Hashem told him, go to the land that I will show you, that Avram has no idea where he's going, in a similar way a Jew is giving himself over to Hashem completely and not considering where he's going. He's not, he's, not, he's not concerned about where, it's going, where, where he's going to go to because he's completely devoted himself to Hashem. So it doesn't matter where Hashem is asking him to go, what Hashem is asking him to do. And that's the real meaning of lachacha, to leave your feelings, to leave your thoughts, to leave your desires. It's, it's kind of like, to me, it sounds like Nasa and Nishma. Nasa and Nishma, we'll do before we understand, in, in that approach to life, you are letting go of yourself. You're letting go of all that you feel and you think and you're saying, I'm not, it doesn't matter. It may be that Hashem is asking you to do something that you really understand and you really appreciate and you like. But um, the, the approach to life of Lechacha, of Nasev and Nishma, is, what, um, is, is the beginning of, of fulfilling our role here in this world to make the world home for Hashem. It's by leaving our own parameters, leaving our own limitations. This and this is how we're empowered to um, effect a similar change in the world, to bring Hashem's presence and revelation in, in the world around us. Any, uh, any questions or comments? All right. Have a great day, Rabbi Yisif. Great day, Rabbi Yisrael. Great day, Rabbi Chaim Peres. Great day, Rabbi Beryl. Let's